0: Good afternoon. Hello. How are y'all doing? Happy Halloween. Surprise. We're back. This is your Halloween gift. Uh, trick We or treat. are... Trick or treat, y'all. <laughs> trick or treat. Uh, we are two dope teachers with a mic yes. and with a new recording system. Yes. Um, my name is Gerardo Munoz. It's your boy, Kevin Adams. We are merely two public school teachers here in the city of Denver um, who are celebrating Halloween uh, getting ready to celebrate Day of the Dead. That's right. Getting ready to celebrate these children coming in with candy hangovers tomorrow. That's right. And uh candy j- hangover. <laughs> it's great. You know what I'm talking about with the candy hangover. Yeah. Like they come in they're and like, they're sluggish and irritable. They're and like, ready. I need to pop some more candy yep. to get back up. I know. Like I almost like I, I almost think I should bring like a bowl of candy because you know how. Uh, certain conditions can be treated by ingesting just a little bit more yeah, of what yeah, caused the problem so in like, the first here's place. Here's a little bit. Here's just a little bit, bit, just, just, little bit, bit just, just to kind of get you through the morning,
1: just to like <laughs> get you ready. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was like, how can I deal with this candy every year? So last year, you might remember, I had like on my board. This thing that said like
0: no candy, oh, and it was right. up for like two months. And then people would come and be like,
1: "Why are we not allowed to have candy in here?" <laughs> I
0: but, remember, I remember thinking that that was the case in our department <laughs> meetings. Like.
1: Yeah, but so what I had the idea is I was like, "I'm gonna tax them," because I do this to my kids. I don't know if you do this, but you tax your kids, uh-huh. people. Which means, you know, you tax man you gets a little, little bit of candy. Yeah, a little bit of
0: tribute. tribute you when know? I, I get it when I want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the kids,
1: I was thinking, you give me two pieces. Each one of you give me two pieces <laughs> when you come in, and that gives you privilege.
0: Man, you taxing
1: though. As long as you agree <laughs> that you're going to clean up your trash, you can eat your candy in my class. Because the biggest problem... Is not the candy. No, the problem is the trash. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is the trash.
0: Like you're unpacking your room at the end of the year, (laughs) and you take out like some books, and there's like wrappers jammed between the books. It's like you love that because I don't love that. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) Or banana pill. It's always like, and no matter what you say to these children, like, they do not see the value in cleaning up the room. So we're (laughs) bracing ourselves uh, for the mayhem to come, although um, one would argue that in certain secondary settings, Halloween is uh, only rivaled by Valentine's Day. That's what I'd say. As the most impossible day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
1: Valentine's Day gets crazy because they
0: bring in balloons. Oh my gosh.
1: Then you see the little boys with their flowers and their the teddy
0: bears and then the couple is broken up by yep. the end, of the by, the end of the pe- by the end of the period and then like someone's crying in the corner and now you're like look we were just supposed to be using lines of latitude and longitude now we got emotional problems what is happening here so we we want to wish you all a happy halloween uh, we uh, hope that you have enough candy uh, for the people who be banging at your door. Yeah. We want to encourage our young listeners out there. Get out there and get that candy. Have fun. Trick or treat as go, long as you can. Go get that candy. Keep trick or treating. For real. Um, so we uh, we have a few things that we're going to sort of talk about. What, what do we have um, on tap for uh, Two Dope Teachers and a mic today?
1: Today? Uh, well, first of all, I think our big thing that we're sitting with is we are in the middle of parent-teacher conferences. Middle of parent-teacher conferences. So we talk about parent-teacher conferences Uh, What they mean for us as teachers of color,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, what they mean for our students of color, why they're really important for them, um, and how they give us more insight into our kids' lives and, and, and really help to solidify the team that is helping to bring these kids up. Yep. And then what else did we say? So we talked
0: about we so we are we're having a lot of fun um, with this oh, Halloween yeah. celebration. We're going to talk a little bit about the the ways that maybe we can think about having a little bit of fun with our colleagues and yeah. with our students um, for not just Halloween but also looking at other observances. And we want to give you a little bit of a teaser uh, for an episode that's coming up. Yeah, we got uh, some good stuff uh, that we'd t- like to kind of do. So we're trying to make up for all the times that we were missing y'all yeah. and not taking care of our business. And, um, and that kind of thing. So we're going to run through a couple of quick policies that govern the Too Dope universe. That's uh, right. Take it away. We do not cuss. We do not this cuss. This is clean. We keep it G-rated. Family show. Family show. Family show. <laughs> 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 I
1: don't know. I mean, it's kind of family for a woke family. It's, it's a woke family woke show. Woke family show. Woke family show. Woke family show. Yes,
0: that's right. So we don't and use profanity. And um,
1: we, we keep anonymity, but it's just us two, so there's nobody anonymous in here. We'll, yep. We'll put, uh, the clocks are here.
0: Oh, yeah, by the way, we're back in studio. Oh, we're in the studio. We had to sort of improvise our own, uh, sort of, uh, furniture going on here. Uh, we have some artwork that's very particular to our school, kind of staring us down. And the clocks are still here.
1: Yeah, But I feel like this is a real studio. It reminds me of like Hustle
0: and Flow. <laughs>
1: like putting it together. And they're <laughs> like, we need yes. mic. We need this. It's That's like, right. when we, they, gotta, we gotta hey, turn well, off the
0: fan. We gonna be hot. So this was on my mind, actually. Like, when they make a movie about us, yes, right? Yes. Who's gonna play you? And who do you think is gonna play me? Oh, this is always my question. Yeah.
1: So as I get older, you know, I'm like, <laughs> it's always gotta be
0: Denzel. Denzel. Gonna, but, yeah, Denzel.
1: But, you know, like, I think back younger me, who would I like to play the younger me? Mario Van Peebles. Mario Van Peebles is good. <laughs> nah. He's good, but I think he's a little played out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like my boy. Uh, no offense to Mario Van my, Peebles. What's my family? boy's name? I'm gonna get it wrong. He's he's the Black Panther. He was uh. Who's my oh. boy? What's his name? Why can't I think of it right now? In the
0: Panther movie. Yeah, in the new one that's in coming new- out. He's mm. why can't I
1: think of his now name? Now I'm
0: blessed. Not as woke as I thought I was. I'm like it's gonna come to me. Okay. Uh, but that brother. Yeah, brother, not Michael B. Smith. Michael that's B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Michael Michael B. Smith. Smith. I think that's like a writer or
1: somebody <laughs> or a student. I mean, gonna... Michael
0: W. Smith is a Christian singer, right? So <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know. know. I don't know. Like, I'm not up on my Christian music. You heard it here first. I only, I only know Kevin true Adams traditional doesn't go, gospel. He don't go to church. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So for me, I, I think it would probably be um, it probably be Jay Hernandez. I've been told oh, that yeah, we I, I've been told Hernandez. that, be that we look sort of similar right there, although he's considerably more talented. Than I am, uh, but definitely not as bearded as I am. Yeah, yeah. So point. you have to
1: grow out the scruff. Gotta grow out beard.
0: the scruff. He would have to go through a lot to play me. Well, It'd you, be a, a real usually method in movies acting like test. that, I
1: notice when if, when they're playing
0: someone younger, they use someone older.
1: Yeah, and when they're playing someone, someone older, older yeah. they use
0: someone younger. So I mean, I wonder if they could. Uh, so maybe maybe I would love it. I would love it if I was gangster enough for Danny Trejo to play me. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not that gangster, Danny Trejo. but Danny Trejo, Edward James Olmos, that'd be kind of Yeah, dope. but
1: he, he's getting up there in age. He's really like, getting, he's up, getting there. up there. He's
0: remember when he didn't used to look like Michael Dante. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm there. He's <laughs> I'm, there. I don't need to do the combo. Yeah, but. yeah. So so we uh, yeah so for sure we um, we well, we are not anonymous about who we are. Um, but when whenever we have guests, whenever we talk about individuals, we do not use names. We yes. uh, we prefer. Um, to kind of have this space where you can sort of listen to us and, and take some things in. Um, we also are unabashedly woke when it comes to what we're trying to do, or we aspire, so to, we aspire to be. We right? aspire to wokeness. Was, sometimes you have moments where sometimes you're like, you like, dang, mo-
1: I wasn't as woke as I'd like to be. Oh,
0: I used the word woke with my, with, one of my, with my hip-hop class today, and they just thought it was hilarious. You're and like- I'm like, why is that funny? That ain't funny. Um, that's like
1: our colleague who used the word "dope" and was told by the students nobody says "dope." Nobody says so "dope." So she hit him with a JJ Walker. <laughs> that's dynamite. That was
0: beautiful. And so, like, and and like, what better like way to honor the students than to just make fun of them, right? Yeah. And to just be like, I'm gonna make you as uncomfortable as possible, right? Use now. Use your words. Yeah. Use your so words. we, uh, so the the first, so we we actually participated um, for the second year in a row. We participated in a department wide. Uh, Halloween costume Yes, and yes. Uh, and this was it. so last year uh, Mr. Adams was actually out of town I was out of town he was out of town he did not get to participate in our department riot no. wide Rosie I saw the, the pictures thing. I
1: was so jealous when I saw the pictures uh, yeah. the next day I was like
0: oh I wasn't there so we dressed up as Rosie the Riveter to pay tribute to the independence and progress and the strength of women um, and this time, what did we do this year? We dressed up as Supreme Court
1: Justices, y'all. Yeah. Supreme Court Justices. So we all had our robes on. I'm wearing a tie
0: today. Yes, he is. I and and you look glasses. sharp, dog. You look sharp. Oh, thank you, you. You look sharp. Like, this is
1: what my wife tells me whenever I dress up. She's like, you look good. Yeah. You know, my kid, uh, Takari, was like, Daddy, why are you so dressed up, so snazzy? This morning? <laughs> I love snazzy. the word snazzy. Why snazzy. are you so snazzy? Yeah, exactly. I was like, "What makes me snazzy?" He's like, "You're wearing a tie." Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yep. He gets me. Yeah, do you, like so. Do you, you don't typically wear a tie.
1: I well, usually I'm, I go by the tie rules of uh, funerals, weddings, okay, uh, okay, church, mom, Mother's Day. If my mama asked me to go to church yep. on Mother's Day. I gonna put on a tie, you know, but see
0: this tends to be my mindset where I'm kind of like like I I aspire to wear ties more often, but I think it's also because like I think that as people of color, yeah. like oftentimes we do have to show up that way, um, at least initially yeah, to um, get our of do the that. door and be other, heard. And the other thing, I got some great feedback from a kid a couple of years ago, um, and I didn't even think of this, I didn't even think I had that great a relationship with this yeah, kid, like yeah. he came to class, you know, did the assignments, whatever, yep, it yep. never caused a problem, uh, was a nice kid, but I didn't, like you know how you really connect with a kid sometimes yep, as a mentor, yep, yep, yep. and I never really saw that. And I remember him coming back later and saying to me, or he sent me an email actually. He says, out of the blue, he's like, you know, Mister Munoz, one thing I really appreciate you is that you are a well-spoken Hispanic man. This was his word number. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, yeah. You always dress professionally, and you just always brought this like professionalism to this work that I really look up to. And I was like, dang, dude, I'd like I just try to clean up a little bit. Yeah, no, but Um, that's
1: important for our kids to see because they don't always see, you know, how men of color look in a professional setting. Yeah. And just seeing it lets you know is a possibility.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I wonder how many other people, like, spend as much time thinking about our appearance in front of the kids every day. Because I, I want to have, I want them to know that I care about the issues that matter to them. Yeah, yeah. Hence, hashtag Justice Mondays. Mondays just, uh, I wore my shirt yeah, this week, we, y'all. So he was paying, uh, if you if you follow us on Instagram, at yeah. 2DopeTeachers, you probably saw... Uh, Kev wearing his uh, Archbishop Oscar Romero yes. presente t shirt. That's one of my favorite people. It's in the world. one of mine. You can't argue and, with oh, it, man. man. And what they
1: did to him was wrong. What they did to him and, was and wrong. It, but it's what happens when you truly embrace the cause of the people. Yeah. If y'all don't know, he was an Archbishop in El Salvador uh, who gradually moved to the guerrilla position, the yep. people's position, yep. during the El Salvador, the Salvadorian Civil War. Yep. And he was assassinated. And some people, as he gave mass, as he gave mass, they killed a man of God. And many people suggest that the CIA was deeply involved. Some would say in
0: his assassination. Yeah, and you know all these kind of stories of uh, of U.S. special forces hiding out in the jungle with Duarte and all that kind of stuff. You know, the other thing is that, um, and this is I think very instructive for us as um, as teachers, as conscious teachers, as teachers of color you um, know, Romero was picked because he was seen That's as right. being really harmless. Right. He was he was seen as, as a yes man that would He's do not what he was told. Boat. Not going to rock the boat. Not going to cause problems. Um, and gradually he moved to this position. And then he had the landmark sermon that he gave that was televised on Easter when he said, I beg you to the government, I order you, yep. stop the repression. Stop and the repression. And just like crazy stuff. So he was wearing that. I was representing uh, Gandhi, uh, the Satyagraha resist uh, sort of thing um and, and what's funny is we had conferences yeah like i was like i gotta make sure oh, i, yeah, that's what I, I thought gotta make sure I, I was like, sure I, gonna come off so i brought a sweater yeah you did you did that's good that's good and uh you know because not because i'm ashamed of any of my positions but i do think that sometimes there isn't the forum to have the conversations now if i if i may say um I, th- this is a school I've worked in. It probably has the highest percentage of woke parents yeah, that I've ever yeah, seen yeah, in my yeah, we life. We
1: do. We do. Y'all out there listening, shout out to our woke parents. Shout out to our woke parents. Shout out.
0: Um, and y'all really help us to really feel like we are ge- doing this important work. Um, so join us for hashtag Justice Mondays. Uh, Mondays, we represent a justice issue that matters to us. And, um, and hopefully, it creates some conversation with the people around you. And. Uh, you know, the kids always take an interest too
1: Yeah, they um, wanna know what you're wearing and it, it sparks a conversation. That's what I love about it. Yeah. You know, who's that guy? Yep. Or what does that mean? Yep. You know, and I think it just helps our kids understand that we are people, you know, on a political journey too. Yeah. uh trying to get closer to consciousness.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I wore my uh my Sitting Bull disobey t shirt like yeah. one week and man, if I could give any like if I can pretend to give any advice about teaching middle school in 6th grade do not wear a t-shirt that says disobey to to a room of 11-year-olds because they're like really? They take really? that to heart. Really? That's and then cute. you have to kind of like, you know, couch it in, well, you know, disobedience, civil, you know, you yeah, know like that But kind right of here, thing. I'm trying to liberate y'all, so stick with me, I'm rocking <laughs> with you right. That's, that's right. Side, right? <laughs> that's the people's side, right here. The people's army. I'm going to use that because I wasn't really sure what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you're like, this is for it's all like, those
1: rest of those oppressive places that's you right. find yourself. Although not here. This not is here. liberative.
0: Yeah, so we're uh. So we representing, so tell them who you, which justice you're representing. So I dressed up today as my man Thurgood
1: Marshall, y'all.
0: Thurgood Thurgood Marshall.
1: Marshall. Yep, representing the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, You know, some folks were like, are you dressed as uh, Clarence Thomas? I I gave a (laughs) resounding no. I was like, no, I'm Thurgood Marshall. You know, our first African-American justice on the Supreme Court. Attorney Um, for the NAACP. Attorney for the NAACP. Argued the case in Brown Brown versus versus the board. Board. Another connection to, like, what you said about Archbishop Romero, if you recall... Um, Earl Warren was the chief justice, and they put him on the justice at that time yep. because they thought he would go against Brown versus the Board. Yep, and yep. he turned around. And Earl Warren's like, "No, nah, let's hear this case. No, nah, this is this is a case we need to hear." And that you know, and this was a dude who had a history of being racist yep. and, and saying some racist stuff, yep. and making racist rulings. Yep. And he came in, and he did what I think we hope that all of our justices do:
0: came through for the people. Be thoughtful. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and even when my boy Scalia, yeah, <laughs> shut down people, you uh, are not People United, said that the Citizens Obama United. Uh, Citizens United, but he didn't do that. Yeah. But he <clears throat> they went the other way on that. Yeah. One. But when it came to bit. Obamacare, uh, the constitutionality, right? Yeah, of the tax, he was like, "That's constitutional." Yep. Which I think you know, if these people are true they hold true yeah, right for better right. or for worse
0: well and i think it really illustrates an important point when it comes to you know how we how we balance our professional responsibilities with a spirit of progress and activism and i think i think the true revolutionary honestly just meets the needs that are there right and the true revolutionary knows that there's a moment where It's where the bills are gonna come come due, and where you will need to be accountable either to your overlords or to the people. That's right. And I think that the story of 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 Earl Warren, uh, Romero, and there are so many others who kind of experience this awakening and experience this moment where it's like, you know what? There's a lot of things I can abide, but I cannot abide this. And, um, and they and they bring it from a human perspective. And they're open to hearing that stuff. So yeah, so it's yeah, great. Yeah. I, I struggled well, a little. Well, yeah, okay. Which so, you? so initially, I, I was going to go for the Rehnquist thing. Yes, um, yes. You know, and not because of any affection towards Rehnquist. But I don't know if people know, Sarah, there are no Latino brothers who've no, ever served on the Supreme unfortunately, Court. Unfortunately, we got to get that change. And we got a Puerto Rican sister in our department. So there's no way I was going to be allowed yeah, to Sonia be Sonia Sotomayor. So I went, I bought a ball cap. When's the wizard's chest? Shout out to the wizard's Shout chest. It out. I got out. I got some of the Rehnquist style glasses. That yes. Pop the lenses out and, you know, have that. And then I put on that cap and, man, that was not my skin tone. <laughs> That's the worst. It's the and band-aid I'm like, problem. I'm like, it's is the a, band-aid, it's a band-aid problem. problem. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't going to work. And so my wife is like, why don't you just wear your glasses and like and wear a tie and you can do that. Was like, but then I'll look like Thurgood Marshall. Like, That's supposed to be Kev. He's going to be Thurgood Marshall. But then I realized last night, I'm like, you know what? There's enough room in the world That's for right. more than one Thurgood marshal. That's right. So, um, so we can see Kev as Thurgood good marshal. You can see me as thur okay marshal. Th- no, we called him third great <laughs> marshal. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah. nah, nah. Thur-great was, well, one of our colleagues said third meh marshal. <laughs> third <Thur-meh. laughs> you <know>, mediocre marshal. <laughs> There's a lot of things for me, but um, but I do. But so there will be pictures up on our Instagram of not only uh, Mr. Adams and myself in our costumes, and uh, but also the rest of our department. So let
1: me ask you a question. Yeah. Do you feel like in your judge's robe today you got more respect? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I
0: was like. I was like, maybe people started out and then I was like, no. Well, no, I, I pounded the gavel because I have a gavel that, yeah, from yeah. a mock trial we did last yeah. year. And so nobody knew what I was. And all I did was pick up the gavel. They're like, oh, I'm you're, you're a, judge. a judge. You know what kids are saying to me? Hey, hey, are you Judge Judy? Yeah, that's what the sixth graders are saying. Judge, like, judge Judy? Judy? Like judge Judy? No that's... offense. Judge Judy is a, is a bad sister, for real. <laughs> but I was like... But you're like, mm, no. I'm like, well, I, I don't think Judge Judy has a beard um, <laughs> or glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she doesn't. But I mean, it is that pop
1: culture thing. But like, again, they all that's, know about where J- that's their Judy. reference for a judge. Yeah. If I was a kid that age, I would have been like...
0: Uh, are you Judge Wapner from People's From the People's Court? <laughs> for the people's court. <laughs> what rap was he in? That he was a young MC referred, was he? he's like, I'm like I'm like Joe oh, Wapner of right. the People's Let's Court. court. Uh, something, something, That's, something. Dropping the rhymes is my sport, or something. That, like that. sounds like a young MC. Young MC. Kind of I used to love Young MC. I got MC. more rhymes than the other guys do. They're just a the monkey. I'm the whole damn zoo. <laughs> yeah. Oh dang! Does that count as cussing? Um, the kids would say it's in the Bible. Oh, so, yeah. Okay, okay. They would say it's. In they say a lot of stuffs in the Bible. I know. I'm like. What Bible are y'all reading? <laughs> <laughs> this is the most... Not, not the Bible. Who wrote this? Not the Bible. Ice I team? <laughs> the gospel according to Ice-T. Because, um, so, yeah. But that's those hidden gospels. That's right. That's right. He's that's, like Thomas, right? Uh, <laughs> the 14th I, apostle. Ice-T. All right. We're about to uh, commit heresy, so I think it's good that we get back yeah, on track yeah, yeah, let's really careful. quickly. So, uh, what are your thoughts about this effort that we've had in, in our, one of the other departments, a rival department, yes, if you yes, would, yes. Uh, also decided to jump on the bandwagon of dressing up department-wide as a costume. What are your thoughts about what we what we did today?
1: I think it's cool. and I'm glad to see more people getting involved. I'd love to see every department coming up with cool costumes yep. that are somehow related to their subject matter, yep. you know, to help kids kind of internalize this stuff. And then they see us as human, yep. too. Right? Then the kids see me in a costume, they're like, oh. And I kind of was worried this morning. I'm like, I got sixth graders. I'm wearing a costume. They're going to be wild. They,
0: like, but they was going to be They'll wild. be rolling around on the floor, like can't yeah. deal with it. But
1: they, they actually did okay, you know, for Halloween day. It was all right. I think, you know, They were amped up. They're ready to go. But, you know, I think it's good. And I think it builds camaraderie amongst our colleagues to to do something together. And I think at times, you know, the kids get into this stuff, but we don't. And I'll shout out you for, like, Spirit Week. (laughs) You did every day of Spirit Week consistently with your juniors, and I love that. And it's something that, like, as I reflect, because I don't always do that, you know, but I'm going to put forth the effort. So when they, I commit right now, yeah. we have Spirit Week Spirit week. in the winter. going to do it. Oh, because we'll I'm, do
0: one around around yeah, the, I think, the holidays, Yeah, Yeah, right? we we'll do one around the holidays. Yeah. So I'm
1: going to be in there. Yeah. I'll be in Spirit Week. But I think it's nope. important, you nope. know, it gives the kids a different image of who we
0: are. And, and they like it when we do it. I've even had, you know, we were talking about sixth graders and how they get super excited if they see us in costume. But, you know, I've had, I've had like juniors and seniors, like, You know, tell me, I think it's so great when teachers do Spirit Week. And and it makes me think of that whole thing, like this belief I have, and I've been pushed back on it a little bit, but I have a belief that there is no such thing as a youth culture in a school. I think the youth culture is always a reflection of the adult culture. So if the youth are divested, and if the youth are alienated and cynical and unhappy then it means that a lot of the adults are coming into contact with or feeling the same way and that's not to put it on adults but i think that if you're going to address the adult the youth culture of a school your leadership has to address the adult culture and and make sure that it is positive and not toxic.
1: I think that's really important. And sometimes, you know, uh, kids need a reason to come in here. Sometimes it's the silly jokes that we say. Or like the costumes that we... Whatever reason that they know there's something new, unique, and there's a reason why they want to be here. It feels good to them. And I think a a building where people are willing to engage in Spirit Week, engage in kind of... Uh, class competitions where the staff is, where, uh, you know, people are willing to dress up for Halloween and kind of get up. The other shout-out is at our all-school meeting where we have party time. Shout-out to our all-school meeting coordinators. Uh, But, you know, to get teachers up there playing silly games, making a fool out of ourselves. Okay, okay, now
0: I got to put it out there. Yeah. Uh, One of these two podcast hosts (laughs) is undefeated in all advisor (laughs) challenges. Four and O, baby. Oh, see, oh, he's Four getting and and I also, also, also uh, took out my fearless partner yeah. here in a in a musical chair. Yeah. He didn't think I would do it. And, he didn't and, think and I would do it. One of us tends to go out right off the bat. <laughs> every time. It's because you're so like nice and like, I, like, kind. I don't, don't have want... that competitive spirit to me. Man. I need to develop well, it. You can you can borrow some of mine. I'll right? get some. L- lend me some of yours next time. Like like I I've mentioned <laughs> to the kids before. You know I'm a little competitive and I'll always have a voice in the back. Usually an advisee I've had for over two years. <laughs> say a little, a little a little it's like okay i really like, okay, to, win. I like to i like i like to win i don't I, like to lose. you're like you're like uh
1: what's that movie telling you? if you're not <laughs> first you're you last you're last <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah oh it's interesting that's all
1: right we gotta know we gotta know our strengths. yeah in our areas of growth right yep. being competitive that's your strength. that's why we're the number
0: one podcast number one podcast Number don't one. check that. Don't check don't, that. Don't don't look at the don't rankings. At the Just rankings. believe us. Just believe uh, us. Seriously, EduPodnet. Like really get us on here. Yeah. I that'd be cool. Um, yeah, send us good vibes too, because we are uh, attempting to get on a more national serving uh podcast yeah. uh directory for and by educators. We really we really hope that there's things um that we can kind of that we can uh, that that we can do more of an audience that we can reach and continue to learn. Um also, yo, um what, what's the, what's the, uh, uh not SoundCloud, uh, <laughs> what is this? it's, uh, no, music, uh, like it's it's music, like it's a music site, <laughs> Spotify, <laughs> oh, man, this <laughs> is not helping, Spotify, put us on, put us on, iTunes got us on within like two days, come on, so Spotify. on Spotify, y'all can do it, y'all looking um, fake because some of our, iTunes is getting it done, exactly, some, some of the young people were kind of like, hey, well, we would listen, but we really get on Spotify, so we're trying to do that, um, so we, you know, again, we're keeping this pod fairly brief because uh, we've got we've got Halloween, Halloween doings with with the family. So yeah. we'll be doing that. We'll be heading out here pretty soon. Um, but we do want to talk a little bit about parent teacher conferences. This is the most important thing that I think a school can do to reach out to the community, and it's also the hardest. It really um, is. And so we had conferences yesterday. Um, I had eight scheduled, yep. but I think I did like 13. Yeah, yeah. That and, sounds about right. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow we have more. Yeah. Um, also on my wife's birthday. Oh, I man. I, I know. Oh. It's like crazy. Fortunately, we'll be going to New York. And we'll be you go, to gonna business, there you go. going to take care of all that business. Take care of all that stuff. But it's like stuff. crazy. So, um... So, yeah, so how have your conferences been going and what, what are some of the thoughts that you've had as you've kind of gone through these conversations? You know,
1: I think overall, before conferences, I get really nervous. Yeah. Like, I always get nervous and I'm like, what's going to well, come? Well, we're
0: getting them uh, registered online, too, yeah. so a name pops you up see and, you're name like,
1: and you're like, oh, oh no, oh boy. hold up. Oh, boy. You know, and so, yeah, you know, there's a lot of anxiety as it's building up through the day. And yep. uh, then the conferences happen, and it feels like there's a natural flow to yep. it. You know, and I realize ultimately that you know this is my partner this is the, the the parent or the guardian across from me is my partner yep. in this job yep. and if i'm doing my right job right and and not to say i'm not making any mistakes cuz lord knows i just had a conference where I, a, a parent pointed out oh this was missing and the student said no i had it and i had made yep. the mistake of putting something in the wrong spot but if i go into it with the goal of that we're a team and our ultimate goal is to make these kids successful i feel like uh, The parents respond. Yeah. And so it gets easier. And last night I walked away, you know, came in a little hesitant and worried. But then I had a little more positive feedback from some, you know, people that I wasn't expecting to get positive feedback from. Yeah. And I was worried. and, And it felt really good to hear that because, you know, I think we're so hypercritical of our practice. Yeah. And then also I think the other part of it that's really important is it gives me the other side of what's going on in kids' life. You know, and I've had conferences, and I'm sure you have had too, where, you know, parents break down, yeah. guardians break down, kids break down. Kids break down. Yep. You find out about challenges that these kids are having that you no, weren't even real. thinking about, that they're going through, and it becomes important and gives you greater insight. Yeah. yeah. And again, it reinforces that partnership. You might not reach out to this parent or talk to them any more times, yeah. Yeah. but it, it, it establishes that line of communication. I think for parents of color, especially our, uh, parents whose uh, English is not their first language. Yeah, I think it's really important for them. Uh, because at times we feel like, I don't belong in this place. Yeah. I didn't like school. Yep. I might have dropped out I, I or had negative experiences.
0: I wasn't treated well in school. I wasn't
1: treated well, yeah. and so why would I go back in and deal with these teachers? You know, But I think that's the first step to say, hey, we're different. Yeah, We're different. I know you had some negative experiences, but yeah. I'm telling you, I'm a different type of yeah. teacher. And then that just expressing reach out to me. Yeah. If you need something, this is how you communicate with me. Yeah. You know, I think that's the important part about conferences, and so that's how I try to approach it, and try to keep my anxiety low. Yeah. (laughs) But this year I felt good because I had some stuff to kind of show where kids were at, and I could really speak to the. I kind of
0: had that unintentionally. I was kind of like, "Oh, uh, your student, uh, the the writing is really strong. I have examples of their writing. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at this writing. Yeah. Parents are like happy. I think." That we know
1: their kids too, yeah. And I think the worst feeling is when you're talking to a parent, you're not really sure about who their kids are. This year, I felt really good. I'm like, I know all of my kids really well this year, and I can talk to where they're doing well, yeah, and where they need to grow. And, and
0: that's something that I've just like you and I have not really ever taught the same grade level until this year, yeah. And um, and that's definitely something you've done extremely well this year. Like you're filling me in on things that the kids are into, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And it's helping me to have those conversations. Uh, you know, this year this year's conference has been really loaded for me because I just do not I you know to your point that we frequently are tougher on ourselves than others are. Um, I I actually think I've been been doing some of my poorest instruction this year. And, you know, my grade book is never updated (laughs) and it's hard to like find the time. And I made, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. Like the kids are always really empathetic. Oh, you know, you went through a lot and you, you, you were really open with us about, you know, some of the things that you've had to kind of like do and that kind of thing. But I also don't, don't want them to like make excuses, you know, and, you know, and one point I was making earlier today was like, look, yes, I am busy and I have a lot of things on my plate, too much on my plate, but that's a result of some choices that I'm making. Yeah. I made the choice to move. I made the choice to go through that process with my family. I've made the choice to um, do everything I can to, to support the people around me. And, and that has been a little bit of the price. And so, so I, I mean, I'm still a little nervous kind of going in, but, but the interesting thing for me was that the conferences were fairly brief, Um, but I found that in between times I'm running into parents in the hall and talking to them there. Because I think, you know, we did one thing this year, which was to have them register online. But, you know, the thing I'm always thinking about is how many families are actually able to access, you know, so many of them have internet access, but through like a smartphone and through something like that. And it's kind of difficult to do. And so particularly the families of my Mexicano students yep. who, you know, those, those parents are running all over the place. I so don't have time to sit down at a computer and like That's register for right. a That's thing right. and get an email confirmation. And so I've always made it a point that particularly with <laughs> my families of color and working class families mm-hmm, too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I'm kind of like, if you show up at my door, we will either talk or we will set up a time where I can call you and we'll have that conversation, but I, I had four or five conferences that weren't even scheduled. Yeah. Um, and with some students, I don't even really have a students. Like I had one with a, form, a conversation with the family of a former soccer player, and this, individ, this student is really struggling in some classes. Yep, and yep. so we sat down, we had about a 15 minute just talk because I had a break there. Um, and so I'm always thinking about like, you know, my dad had like a third grade education. Yep, yep. And, you know, he and I have never really talked about this because mm-hmm. it's hard, you know, it's hard to bring yeah, up some yeah, of that is, stuff with with uh, with your parents who maybe have really experienced some really negative stuff. My dad came out of a tough place. Yeah. And um, I, but I I always had this weird feeling of discomfort when he came into the school. And it's because now looking back, it's because many adults at the schools I attended talked to him like a child. You know, um, he has he had an accent. Yep. He wasn't afraid of anybody. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but he knew when he was being talked down on. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I just noticed that when my white mama, love you, mama. The, love you. Yep, um, yep. But when she came into the school, I was treated a lot differently. Different reaction. And she was treated differently than he was treated. And there were times I just didn't want my dad going in. Um, at the time, I thought it was because I was embarrassed, but now I realize because I just like this was a man I looked up to, and you didn't I want just to see him disrespected. I didn't want to see him disrespected, and so I try to remember what that was like being a little brown boy, um, and the loaded situation that is these sort of conferences. Um, I think
1: that's real, and I had a kid say today we were talking about statuses with sixth graders. These yep. sixth graders are deep thinkers. Y'all. Deep thinkers, and so deep thinkers. what they
0: said, their comment
1: was. It's how you say things to people, how you talk to them yeah. and of a position of a higher status to someone, and I think parents coming in feel that. They feel like, oh, you're the teacher, you have the degree, yep. so your status, and we do this, teachers do it, they're like, yeah. I wanna have the meeting in my room, and you're yeah. taught this and teacher's ed, because you're in power in yeah. that room, right? Yep. And there are some, some truths to that in terms of controlling sure. my space. Sure. But I wonder what it says to our parents. And then I think about the other thing, the way our district, and I think uh, this is something for districts around the country to think about, how do you set up parent-teacher conferences? Yeah. In our district, consistently, I think, for my whole time I've been here, parent-teacher conferences are scheduled for a day, during yeah. the day to go from 8 o'clock to 3.30, yeah. which when we're talking about working-class parents... That is impossible. Yeah. To take a weekday off Yeah. to get time off for, for an
0: hour like hour I'm, and a half yeah. to
1: go to conferences.
0: I think the best we did it once and I don't know if you were here when we did this, where we did one set of evening conferences and one set of daytime conferences. Yeah. Because again, to that point, there are some parents who just work four odd nights. hours. They were, like they, they go switched. they go in at four PM right. and they get out at midnight and they're like I, I have an advisee right now. Uh, whose mom is always working in the afternoon and evening. and so we always set something up in the morning. Um, and it's been that way since this uh, young person was in ninth grade and, and just, you know you work it for, for and you mom. just try to hit those windows as well as you can and um, you know and so that's you know so, so the thing I feel bad about is that when we do it as a registration like this, it's, it's first come first serve that's right. And you know honestly, I don't have very many conferences set up with kids who are really in a bad situation. And I'm going to be seeking out that conference anyway. Yeah, like and yeah, so that's it's just, the one. It's tricky.
1: And I think you know, and all of and a lot of times going back to that history, that experience. When those parents get those calls, we have plenty of kids whose parents are like everything And this is goes to why we need to make positive phone
0: calls. Yeah, absolutely. Because
1: when they see the number from that school. They start to have a reaction. Yeah. They're like, It's Mr. Adams again complaining about mm-hmm. my son. Yeah. Right. And so when we're making positive calls and I can't tell you anytime I do it, wait, I was I was mad <laughs> the parents don't I it. was mad when I saw this that's number right, pop that's up. That's right, that's right. But now you're telling me something positive, you know, and I think when we go into conferences it's so easy to say, Your kid's not doing this, yeah. they're not doing that. Yeah. You know, and I think we have to approach it differently. What does your kid need support yeah. with? And I think it's important. to. I love having kids there where they can talk, and it's hard. Yeah. And it becomes intimidating, no, right? No, that's, that's so
0: true. And then that's we so also true. have these
1: other conferences where we feel like we have to be allies to our students. <laughs> right. Because you're like...
0: Well, and, <laughs> you know, I mean, I've had conferences with... Um, you know with some parents that are very tough on on the parent on the on the kid and you know like you don't want to interfere no, and you, you don't want No you never want to come in
1: between that. No, I never want to no, come no, in between. No.
0: That. Um but maybe you know and I think particularly you know and I think I think of I think of the kids who get the least love in any school and that's our boys of color. Yep. That's our that's yep. our brown skin boys, right? And so and and you know shoot like I I can't fault sort of um, a parent who believes that they just need to make their son strong. That's right. Because you have to be strong. Like I was talking to this kid yesterday, um and with the mom, this was one of them that was unscheduled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the mom said, you know, I don't want I don't want my student to be failing classes like just at least C's and I and I said, you know, with all due respect, um this is a young Mexican American student. I said, you know, with all due respect, C's aren't going to cut it for our people. Like he needs to do better. We we need this young person to get B's. And if this young person can get B's, this young person can get A's. So sometimes you you want to just kind of push that. But at the same time, you you know, um, it's it's sometimes important to be a different kind of voice. You when we think about when we think about and, you know, again, I say this without judgment, yep. like I yep. say this without yep. judgment, yep. like we grew up in these areas where we've seen struggle and we've worked with kids who have just been through it. And I yep. can't yep. fault yep. parents yep. for doing the best that they can for their kids. But, you know, sometimes our boys need a different male voice. They do. You know, they, like like I know that your dad is a tough, rugged, uncompromising individual. And, and that is how he survived. Yep. And there are lessons to be raised really from important being lessons. raised to be a really fighter. But I'm here to be. also show you that there are other other frameworks of strength. Yep. And I think in so
1: many of our communities, in particular the black community, you know, um, I think it's, it might be Lupe who has a line that's like, uh, Grow up to be fathers, and we didn't have fathers, yeah. so it's, yeah. it's it's hard yep. to learn that path. Yep. You know, and I think about my own dad, who really didn't have his father in his life, and really made conscious efforts, and didn't do. Would tell me today, you know, I made mistakes. Sure, there were things that I did not do right, and I would have done differently. But it it helped to shape me and influence yep. me, and it influences me today. And I think about how I interact with my son in particular. Yeah. You know, and, and what, what things am I conveying about what it means to be a man? To
0: be a man. Right?
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, what I got from my dad, which was really important, is, is to be strong, yeah. to be tough, to handle my business, to never give up and yeah. quit. Yep. You know, but also there's some chips on my shoulder that came with that. Right? Yeah. Is that I could be quick to yell and get angry. Yeah. And if you get in my face, I'm ready yeah. to get right back oh, in your yeah. face. Yeah. You know, versus kind of, I think at times where I needed to understand how to, you work a situation, yeah, and not let my emotions control me. And actually, at times, you know, I I say it to my son because I heard it said to me. Don't cry. Don't be a man. Don't <laughs> yeah. cry. Man yeah. up. Take yeah. your, I say I've yeah. said it to students again. Not as. Woke as I always want to be. Yeah. yeah. I said that to students. Hey, you yeah. did it you did the time you did the crime, now you, you do, do the, the time. time, yeah. Man up. What am I saying? <laughs> Shout out
0: to the Houston Texans <laughs> owner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking that's of, of which, speaking of those problematic analogies, but, but yeah. But
1: yeah, you say this and I'm like, what am I saying to my kids? Yeah. And my son and when I say these things, and what is it teaching them about what it means to be a man? Yeah. And how often am I showing that I'm emotional? Yeah. That I'm forgiving. Yeah. That I can be compassionate and caring yeah. and take care of you at, when you're low. Well,
0: and with our young women also, because you know I'm raising a daughter, a young yeah. woman of color, yeah. and one thing that's always been on my mind with her is understanding that I was the first man she ever met. Yeah. And I am... For better or for worse, I'm the definition of normal for her. The
1: prototype. And man. so
0: I have to, at least in her formative years, I had to be very smart. Um, and again, not always successful. Yeah. Not always showing yeah. the patience and the nurturing. Yeah. But I have to be that example to her that, yeah. no, actually, if you choose to be in a relationship with men as you yep. as yep. you enter adulthood, yep. 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 you can actually expect things from men. Yeah. You can actually, and and I feel, and I would like to think, that the young women of color that have us as teachers also realize that you know what there's more than one way to be a man. Yeah. And and maybe these men, flawed as they are um, <laughs> yeah, that's, right, that's right, as um, as they are. They're a version of a man that maybe we can be we can be encouraged by, yeah, you know, and yeah. supported. And I think
1: that's important. I think it's important what our kids see becomes the world that they're gonna grow that's into. Right. They that's right. they are sponges. They yep. absorb And
0: they pull it in. Man, and they're watching even when you don't think they're watching. That's right. And and
1: when I see, like, when you go back to say there is no youth culture, it's just an adult culture. It's like my comment when I say, you know, you wonder why the kids are messed up? Take a look at the adults who they're trying to emulate. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think if if we think about those examples, be it in a parent-teacher conference, where I'm admitting that I'm wrong, right? Where I'm listening to their sides, where I'm being compassionate, reaching out to them. You know, I think it just gives them a greater perspective.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think just to your earlier point about being partners with the families like like I think if and this is like this it's probably conference time like for a lot of yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of yeah. teachers out here, particularly teachers of color as we are oftentimes sitting across the table from somebody that either looks like us or looks like our parents, yeah, right? Yeah. And so this idea, you know, back to Alicia Garza's point about being a co-conspirator, yeah. if a kid comes into your class into your into your conference with the parent, and they have five Fs, and and they are they have a zero percent in your class. The point that we should be focusing on is let's sit down. Okay, how are we going to do this? How can like, we fix this? How like how let's conspire to put something together so that this young person can be successful and, and have an opportunity in life and in our class. And so I think that I think that really changes um, changes the timber. And the thing I always try to say. Um, to my students who are struggling is, hey, you know what, y'all? Like, if you take one step towards me, That's I'm right. going to take two steps towards right. you. And I am here for you unapologetically, uncompromisingly, and I'm going to try to do everything I can to support you. Um, and I think that if we have that be the tone, like again, it comes that it comes back to Bell Hooks. We haven't talked about Bell. In a yeah, bit, we haven't. But it talks it's about Bell Hooks and the messianic zeal that the teachers at her segregated black school gave. It's like we are all invested. Do you in believe each in your other. heart? If the
1: kids failing, and I believe in you, then there's a reason why they're failing. It's not because they're lazy. It's not because they uh, don't want to do the work, don't yep. want to be successful, don't yep. care about education, which we hear. Right. And it and I can't imagine being a teacher who, as a kid who has F's and me not owning any of it. Yep. And me not owning any of it.
0: Yep. Because
1: I have to own that. I don't
0: own some of it. I,
1: what am yeah. I doing here if yeah. I don't own that? That's, that's true. If all my kids are failing. I, I
0: say that as somebody with many F's yeah. uh, on my yeah. um, particularly my sixth graders and like how we sit and like what can I do. And I'll have students, you know, like when they freak out about a test yep. in my class, I teach an AP class, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of stress about quizzes and yep. stuff. And when a student says, when I when I say to, to students, look, this is partially for you to assess yourself, but it's also a way for me to assess my instruction. Because if if one person bombs the test, then maybe I can talk myself out yeah, of yeah. Maybe responsibility. It was the kid. Maybe but there's... if everybody performs poorly on this test, I really have to look at, to me... I'm the one that got the failing grade, not y'all. And to have a student say, "You know what? I we almost never hear that, you know." Yeah, yeah. And you know, and I know it's dicey because you want to you want to inform a sense of autonomous personal responsibility yep, yep. in kids, but just remember they're like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. They are not good at this yet. They're not Some of them are. Re- some are. But, they're, but most of them, they're trying their to figure it out. are ready
1: for this. Yeah. It,
0: it, it, and even our
1: ones that are good can get
0: overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. Can and, the, get overwhelmed. And, and they are not necessarily doing their best work. And so we just have to figure out how we're going to co conspire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so we um, we we could go on and on, as those of you who uh, have been following us know. Um, But we have Halloween happenings to get to. We gotta get our trick or treating. Got some trick or treating. I hear it's like buck wild in my neighborhood is like, it oh like I crazy. bet I bet in your new and neighborhood and so like my mom texted me she lives about three miles away and she's like it's crazy here during Halloween and I texted her back and I'm like yeah that's what we've heard and she texted me back she's like no you have to see it to believe <laughs> she's like it. no they're on one so I'm a little nervous we're gonna go to the neighbors for a little bit get some cornbread and chili yeah, and, good. Uh, that and good. Tatiana's gonna go trick or treating she made some buddies uh, oh, that's they, awesome. they had a Stranger Things like that's, that's you know episode drop party and uh, she had a blast. You know, she was over there. I need to check
1: that show out. I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's I not bad. It. It's not. It's not
0: bad. It. Uh, the first season I prefer to the second. That's season. That's what I've so read. Far. I've read some reviews like where people are kind of saying that first season is brilliant and fresh. The second season, I feel like they're trying too hard to hit the '80s thing a little bit. Yeah. And You know. So, uh, but there's a funny debate about so the, so the boys all dress up as Ghostbusters for yeah, Halloween yeah. there's a really funny debate between one of the white kids and, and the black kid about who should have been Winston ah! <laughs> well, <laughs> and the black and the black kid didn't want to be Winston he's like what are you talk Winston is the worst Winston Winston! <laughs> Winston joined late Winston's not even a scientist Dang, like why would I want to be Winston up. and I'm like yo man Look, save Winston Zedmore. So, yeah,
1: Winston well, have you he was seen dope. He so was, if you listen to him today, he's like they stopped calling me, <laughs> they put me out. See he's like calling him out. But I when I when me and my buddies last Halloween dressed up as the Ghostbusters oh my when God, I wasn't you did it. here <laughs> I was Winston. The I was Winston. excited You know, Winston. Winston was cool. But we felt good. We were like yeah. we we were the real uh, there were other Ghostbusters. Yeah. But we were the real Ghost. We had three white dudes yep. and one black dude. And one black dude. And the black dude is cool. And we said our light. next our next our next one, if you ever seen the movie Last Vegas, we're going to the
0: dudes in Las Vegas. Oh, man. I don't think I've seen it. Wow. Got, oh, it's, a horrible, it's a horrible movie. It's a horrible right. movie about being oh, old and oh. being in Las Vegas. <laughs> last Vegas. It's got Michael
1: Douglas, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Kline. Oh, Klein, I heard of it. And uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah,
0: man. Those cats are old, though.
1: <laughs> they are old. Oh, it's got the worst jokes. In it. You're Girl,
0: like, oh, my gosh. This man. is horrible. One last thing, too. Um, this is my last episode. Before wait I, oh, wait, wait before, what Wait, oh, let wait. me finish cousin <laughs> I thought he was quitting on me before I go to New York oh okay uh, yes. so I fly out Thursday um, I'm definitely turning in my leave paperwork yeah, okay uh, make <laughs> sure that's <laughs> but critical. but our but our wonderful principal is like whatever you need just gotcha. like just get me the paperwork yeah whatever you need um, and on Sunday hey y'all can so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this out on Twitter yes. I'm gonna put it out on Instagram um, you can follow me. As I run the New York City Marathon, yes. download the the New York Marathon, TCS New York Marathon app for free um, to your smartphone. And then you can track runners and then you can put my bib number or my name and you yes. will see me progress along yes. the thing. I believe you can cheer people on. Yes. Um, I told. I also gave my students extra credit if they make a funny meme off oh, of Oh, that's of my awesome. Route. Yes. That's so we're trying to get this out. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, man, and uh, and it's gonna be dope, and uh, you know it's just gonna be a lot of fun. The big thing is making sure I can get to the start line on time, because uh, it's crazy. I gotta get I gotta get a bus at 5:30 in the morning to get down to Staten Ooh, Island. Gritty. It's gonna be wild. Fifty thousand runners. Shout out to my boy Sean, shout out who uh, tr- who trained me, who was patient with me, who was always encouraging. Um, brother, you running this with me, That's right. and uh, I would I would not have the lofty expectations and goals that I do have if it wasn't for you. So I really just am deeply appreciative, um, and I'm appreciative to you, man.
1: Like I, I ain't running with you, but I'm rooting for you. We can't,
0: we can't. Like <laughs> I, I, I can't emphasize enough. Like this question of teachers of color feeling isolated and on their own and sometimes crazy. I can't emphasize enough how important it is um, to have you as a friend in this building, man. Yeah, uh, ditto here. Because I just thing. I don't know how it would be. Like we we met with uh, with with one of our boys last Friday. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Money Mike. Shout out. Um, shout out. And uh, and it just it's just such an affirmation of how important it is for for us to really just support each other and create this community. Yeah. You can participate in this community. Like us on Facebook. Um, follow us on on the Gram and on the Twitter um, at Two Dope Teachers. We're easy to find there. Um, also, we received one review. Yes. Uh, from Ennis Fire something. Yes. Um, calling us Shout woke and whatnot. Out. If you like what you're hearing, uh, please write us a review on iTunes. It helps others find us and yep. it helps us climb the charts. That's right, as it That's were. Right. Um, and download and listen, or at least just download yeah. and subscribe. Um, on iTunes, on Google Play, and hopefully soon on Spotify. Yes. Um. But we uh we wish you a happy Halloween. We wish you a happy Day of the Dead, uh, which will be the next thing that's coming up for yep. those of you who observe yes. El Dia. we and got then a great, um, uh, um, what do we call them? A... Oh, an, an ofrenda. Yes, like an, an ofrenda like an in our yeah. office. Yes, yeah, yeah, in the building. Yeah. Great. great. Latinos doing alliances like, oh, we should do that. I'm like, well, y'all got twenty four hours. So let's figure it <laughs> they're out. They're on it. They're they're on it and yes, uh we're cool. we're uh, optimistic. Um next episode we will actually be sitting down with a couple of dreamers that yes, we know. we got some dreamers to um, so check for it out. And uh their we've, perspective. we've made contact with a DACA teacher. Yes um, who mommy. is willing to talk with us. So um we really got some good stuff coming up for the fall and uh really hope that uh you will tune in continue to follow us. Um, Until our next episode, uh, we've been happy to be here with you. Wish you a happy Halloween. And as always, stay stay dope. dope.